season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. This episode is sponsored by 22Bet. 22Bet is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the 22Bet app today and enjoy its easy-to-use interface. The app is fast and reliable and completely intuitive. The sign-up process is short, and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products, including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet is a huge selection of payment methods as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for your first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on all the sports you're interested in, along with excellent coverage of sporting events, including local leagues. Terms and conditions apply. Please click the link in our podcast description to get started. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. I will be your host today. I am joined by my co-host, Eric Warner, is with us. Unfortunately, Ontario, well, on Toronto, or Ontario, Canada, basically anywhere um, in Ontario is under lockdown, so our, for the next three weeks, we will be doing these episodes remotely. Eric, if you slap down a $100 parlay on the Bengals and Jets' money line, you would have walked away with a whopping $12,100. Why didn't we do that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I want to, I don't – when was the last time two – 14 plus point favorites, one money line in the same week. So I think I, I actually think this was the first week. Like, I actually think there is a stat behind this. Yeah, this is the first week in NFL history which two teams won as 14 plus point underdogs. Yeah, like that's crazy. That, pro- that probably happens once a year, right? Yeah, it's so, happened twice. So, since November 1st of 2011 to December 19th of 2020, so yesterday. Four NFL teams won 14-plus point underdogs, and it happened twice in the last 36 hours. So just kind of go just put in perspective of um, how big these upsets were. And let's jump into the one that, uh, that, we, that we watched last night. Cincinnati Bengals <coughs> – excuse me. Cincinnati Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on primetime football um, in a game that uh, I, I guess you could say it was somewhat close in the second half, but like Cincinnati almost dominated, from, dominated this game from start to finish. Final score is 27-17. Um, why don't you kind of tell me what you like kind of took away from this game? I took away I was defending the Steelers for way too long. Um they just looked hor- horrible from the start of this game. Right from right from kickoff. They were terrible. They had yep. three turnovers before they even had a first down. Yeah, that's bad. Like it was so ugly and I think Steelers fans gotta be gotta be thinking they'll be I'll be surprised if the Steelers win the division at this rate, basically. Like it is a free fall right now. And they're playing Indy next week. That's not an easy game. I have a feeling that we're gonna be watching Browns versus Steelers flex to Sunday night for week seventeen for the division. 
Yeah, so the um, so the, the Steelers have to lose their last two games, and they play the Colts and, and the Browns, and the Browns have to win their last two games. The Browns obviously play the Steelers week 17, and then who do they got next week? The Jets. So you go. Like, this, this, is, this is not – it's not crazy. Like, no, it, that's – like, are you? Do you think the Colts like can? It's all basically. Do you think the Colts can beat the Steelers? Um, <coughs> excuse me, because like I'm, I'm assuming. Let's all assume here that the, the Jets' luck is going to run out um, after Week 14 or Week 15. Sorry, and they're probably going to lose the last two games. Um, so I'm assuming the Browns beat the Jets, and then yeah, then you just need a Colts victory over Steelers. Like I, I, I agree with you. I, t- I, I kind of take away this game in a vacuum. Is Pittsburgh is not in the top three teams in the AFC. And it's it's pretty clear now. I, I think you have to have Indianapolis and Buffalo ahead of them. And look, this is three straight losses, and all these losses have been pretty bad. Like these are ugly. Like like not a lot was going right for this team. Um, they they played pretty hard in the third quarter yesterday, and that was basically it. That Washington game was pretty ugly as well that they lost. And then that that Buffalo Sunday night game, like they didn't play very well again there. Like this is three bad losses. Um, for a team that was eleven and zero, like it, it's it's hard. I, I can't remember like a team that was this good record wise, kind of just falling apart like this at the end of the year. Can you remember a comparison? Like I can't. This is some. This is new to me. No, I can't either. Yeah. I I kind of was given the Steelers a free pass for that Washington loss because their schedule got all messed up because of COVID due to the Ravens. So I was like, ah, okay, they how to stinker against Washington will allow it. And then next week, even kind of, I was, it was, I took more away that the bills are a very good team. But yeah. then to come out this week and just against a Bengals team that was starting Ryan Finley and to just lay an egg is that's inexcusable. And I I'm with you. They're not, they're not in my top three in the AFC right now. I don't even think they're in my top five. Like I, I don't know where I slot them, but I think teams should be lining up to play the Steelers first week of the playoffs. This offense is anemic. Yeah, it's boring. Like, they're boring. There's no creativity. Um, and another thing, too, and I think this is pretty obvious, like, I, I, do you see Ben Roethlisberger as a Pittsburgh Steeler in 2021? Like, I don't. Like, I, I don't get how you can walk this quarterback back out there. He, he, yeah, his, but- arm, his arm looks shot one. Like, he, he, from the eye test, you can see his arm deteriorating. Like, it's it doesn't take – a football genius to say like this is not the same Ben Roethlisberger in, in years past. He missed a couple throws last night. Like there was a couple back shoulder throws that were missed. He missed. Um, he had James Washington on one. Um, like early in the game, and he had James Washington was uh, had his defender beat, and he underthrew him. It was on like a key third down. Like there's just like key like just key plays where you, you need your quarterback to step up. Ben was just not doing it, and I, I don't know if you're if you're Pittsburgh how you could be watching this and be comfortable with your quarterback situation going into next year. Yeah, I'm on your side. Um, I mean, Ben's 38 now, I believe, coming off Tommy John. I mean, that's a tough injury for 25-year-olds to come back from in baseball. So for a 38-year-old quarterback to go through Tommy John, um, maybe we should have seen this kind of coming. And Yeah. Remember at the – Beginning of this year, he I think it was like a ten game stretch where he didn't get sacked. It was something crazy. He was getting out of the getting the rid of the ball so quick. Mm-hmm. But after every game, this guy's still covered with ice packs. Yeah. <laughs> so now that he's kind of getting hit, his body must just might just be wearing down on him. And yeah, I I think the Steelers, if they were to upgrade the quarterback position, they'd 
I'd consider them very strong contenders next year. So yeah, that's that's a good point because look, this isn't a team that's in the rebuilding mode. Like they they their yeah. roster is kind of set to win in these next three four year stretch. Like they just traded a first round pick for Micah Fitzpatrick, and like he's gonna he's a core piece. You got a core piece in TJ Watt. You have a you have a bunch of younger kind of um younger guys that are ready to win now on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. Like they're they're kind of there's no like let's let's draft a guy and wait like this. This team needs a needs a quarterback to step up. Um, so I, I I don't think anyone's calling for Mason Rudolph, but like this is this is concerning if you're a Steelers fan for this year at least because like I I don't see Big Ben taking this team on a playoff run. Like do you see like like for instance let, let's say let's say they do win the division and they get the third seed. Okay, so that means they would play the Indianapolis Colts right now if I'm correct. The I would take the South, yeah. Yeah, I would take the Colts or the Titans in the first game right away, just from the quarterback standpoint. Like those, I would take Tannehill and Phillip Rivers over Big Ben. Like Big Ben is probably arguably the worst quarterback out of all these AFC teams I'm looking at right now. Like Tua, I would even take. I would take Lamar Jackson. Like Big Ben is a liability now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, because. I don't know what he does well. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have a run game where he can lean on. Um, but for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this offseason, they do have those that trio of young wide receivers. I think it's an attractive destination for quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. So I don't I don't necessarily think it will be difficult for them to get a quarterback to want to come there. I think the difficult thing will be cutting ties with Big Ben. Like yeah. Here. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been there since 2004, I believe. Um, if he wants to play, ironically, he did just say he wants to keep playing beyond this year. I, it's going to be really tough for that organization to tell him no. He's going to have. He's yeah, exactly. They've had like they're in bed together, right? They've had history since again, like you said, 2004. They've been tied together for a long time. Um, so yeah, you, you make a good point there. I just I can't. If the way the season's going, like the rest of the season's going, the way the last three games have gone, I have a hard time believing ben, Big Ben's back. This says like Jameis Winston, or hey, how about this one? How about Carson Wentz written all over it? If you're wow. if you're in Pittsburgh, right? Like they they need to make a move. Um, all right, why don't we get on to the other um, kind of upset of the week? New York Jets knocking down the uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams because what was final score twenty three seventeen, I believe. Um, 2320, uh, something like that. New York Jets, anyways. Get first upset or first win of the year. 2320 was the final score. First win of the year for the New York Jets. Um, and I, I throw out that stat to you. I threw out the stat to you before the week. Week 0 and 14 teams are four and five in week 15. For some reason, week 15 is when the the, the teams that have yet to get a win somehow pull it off in during that in, in week 15. So I had a small wager on Jets money line that paid off for me. It was only five bucks, but that hit. Um, anyways, are you – look, I am not concerned for the Rams, really. Uh, I think this was a, a stinker. And they, they've had a couple of these this year. Like, they, they played really bad against the Dolphins and lost earlier this year. Um, and then this is another game that kind of, they kind of stunk it up. I will say this about the Rams. Like, again, I'm not concerned. But I, well, something I am a little bit concerned about is Jared Goff. And it's almost like when they are not – up and winning, like when they get down in a hole, it's very hard for them to climb back out because Goff severely limits them what they can do on offense. Like Goff is a very by the book. I need these play. I need 
Robert Woods running wide open down the down the seam, or I need like I need Cam Akers open the flat kind of guy. He's not really kind of a playmaking quarterback. So I will say that that worries me going forward, but I, I don't really take too much out of this loss. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with the, the, your last point there. So much of that Rams offense is built off the play action. So yeah. defenses aren't going to respect that run as much when they have a lead. So I completely agree with that. And they, they were never leading in this game. Yeah, that, exactly. That's crazy that they were, they were losing – start to finish against the Jets. So that's crazy. <laughs> but I do think that this has more of a more of a negative effect than you think because now if the Rams don't get the division, they've kind of taken themselves out of out of that number 5 seed. And the number 5 seed in the NFC is so valuable this year because you get to play the NFC East. So mm-hmm. this loss might mean they're going to New Orleans or Seattle instead of Washington and that's where I think it's a, a really, really big negative for them. I'm not worried about them as a team. I do think like good teams can have bad weeks, and I fully expect a great game between them and Seattle next week. Yeah, but it might if it means that they play New Orleans instead of the Reds or instead of Washington Football Team. That that's huge. Yeah, and and it's like it's huge for like Tampa Bay, right? Like Tampa Bay will, might be the team that ends up playing Washington now. Um, yeah, they, they, exactly. they, they snuck out a win against Atlanta. Um, I think that these wild card teams that are slated, like Los Angeles, Tampa, Arizona, Indianapolis, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh, and maybe Baltimore, Miami, I feel like they are dangerous teams that like that can make a run. Um, like I was kind of taking a look at it. Just I don't remember wild card teams that are like. Like kind of like the Tennessee Titans of last year. Like I feel like there could be one or two of teams like that in this year's playoffs. And I still think the and Rams are, are still at the top of my board when it comes to teams like that. Because when it, I think the Rams defense is just going to be is going to be dominant down in the playoffs. Like they are built to kind of take leads early, like frustrate quarterbacks. Like you have two of the top five, ten defensive players in the NFL, and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. If as long as you have those guys, I think they're going to be okay, and they're and they're smart on defense. They make a lot of adjustments, so I think they're going to be okay. But you make a good point where they could run into Seattle. I just think that all these wild card teams <laughs> that are going into the playoffs right now, they got a shot at making a run here. Like I just, and maybe not beating Kansas City if you're in the AFC, but like I, I and maybe playing through Lambo is going to be tough if you're in the NFC. But I don't know. I think this is we're we're ahead for a lot of a uh, competitive football in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't – just hearing you say all that makes me so excited for Wild Card Weekend because yeah. we get three games in each conference this year, right? Exactly. So the extra Wild Card game, perfect timing for such a competitive playoff field. Okay, let me throw this question your way. Um, okay, I'm going to assume the season ends today with, with the division uh, leaders. So Cleveland, Indianapolis, Miami, or Baltimore, which one of those four teams makes a run? Oh. That's tough. Um, I would have to lean Cleveland because of their yeah. run game. I, I Run games, travel, they're going to have to go on the road. Potentially cold weather doesn't bother a team like Cleveland. Um, and Baker, I can't believe I'm saying this. I like the way Baker's playing right now. Made it, out of all those four teams you just said, I think Baker's playing the best at the quarterback position. So – I'm going to go on the Browns. 
Yeah, it's not a bad pick. I think all four of those teams have a, have a chance. I think Miami might be a little bit limited with Tua if they do squeeze in, um, just because of the these rookie quarterback. And I don't know how, like how he's going to feel with the stage too big for him and whatnot. Um, team I'm really interested in to see is the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC to see how they kind of continue forward. Look, this team doesn't have stars on offense, but their offense is just like so like. Frank Reich guys are just playing so well. He's sound. Like they're just very, they do their jobs. They have guys that can beat you at different levels, like Naeem Hines, Jonathan Taylor. And then the outside, you got guys like Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman uh, emerges a good target. Like they, they're just so deep and on offense that it's hard to kind of like take away one person if you're a defensive coordinator and be like, we're just going to make the rest of them beat us. Like, no, you can't do that with Indy because they're so deep. So that's definitely a team in the AFC. Um, that I, I think can make that kind of a Tennessee Titans run. That's my favorite there. And then in the NFC, if you're looking like LA, Tampa, Arizona, um, we're assuming your Chicago Bears are probably going to fall short. What, so what, what's the path for them to make it now? Bears just got to win two weeks in a row, Jacksonville and Packers, and Arizona just needs to lose one out of two. So, that, so the Bears are going to run the table and Arizona needs to lose one. Yeah, and it's pretty doable considering – Jacksonville next week better be a W. Mm-hmm. And, and if Packers win this week, they, I'm assuming they're going to be resting everybody week 17. Yeah, there's no reason to start Rodgers. Then um, who does Arizona play? Um, That's a very good question. I believe San Francisco this week. And then a division game to end. Yeah, they play the Rams at the end. Dude. Yeah, Francisco than the Rams, so they could easily drop one of those. Yeah, exactly. That's not not too at all. So yeah, maybe maybe the Bears do squeeze in there. Um, I just again, I think the Rams are the team to beat. Um, when it comes to the wild card team, still, it's crazy to say. All right, both before we get into um our games that we're about to play, I want to just talk about the Eagles quickly. Um, go down to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think it was a well fought game. It was excited. It was good to get excitement back in Eagles football. Like I, I don't remember watching a competitive. Football game like that in a long time in Philly. It hasn't been like that all year. Um, I will say this. I don't think Carson Wentz plays another game for the Philadelphia Eagles unless there's an injury. Am I crazy? This season or it, forever? It, forever? Wow. I I think it's very tough to say off two weeks. Um, Jalen Hurts has passed the test two weeks in a row, but – to commit to Jalen Hurts right now, but, I, so what, what other option do you got? Like, are you gonna are you gonna roll back? Say Carson Wentz as a starter and completely ignore what well, we just watched from Hurts? Like, there's no way. Okay, well, you for some reason think that they can get a first round pick for Wentz. I don't think they can get a first round pick. I think they can get something. I think he's got value. Like, I, I don't, I don't buy the whole we're gonna have to give up something for him. His contract is nuts. Yeah, but it's. And you're looking at it in like a two-year window. If you're a team that, and if you're a team that falls in love with Wentz, you're going to be willing to give up something for him. You're not just doing it. Oh, hey, look, well, maybe we can fleece the Eagles and get them to give us a second-round pick with Wentz, and then maybe we can do something with him. No, it's not how it works. You're gonna if you're training for Wentz, you believe in the guy. I mean, you want him, and you think that you can flip him into a top seven quarterback. So then, what do you give up value for? Which is be a second round, third round, maybe a first round pick. I don't think that's nuts. And I think that's the way the Eagles are going to operate this. And I think a team will potentially fall in love with them and give up that competition. So if you're the Eagles, you have to get – I just don't see a scenario where we're going to run them both back. Like it, It's like how can you put a $34 million quarterback on as their backup quarterback 
and then roll out rookie Jalen Hurts again. Like, you just can't do that. I don't think you're taking into account the fact that other GMs, they're going to be looking at the situation and seeing that, oh, the Eagles are turning to Jalen Hurts. So you have $104 million guaranteed on your bench. Why am I giving – why am I letting you off the hook by trading an asset for that? Like, the Eagles – yeah, but it's not letting him off the hook. You can, even if you're a team, like let's say they're Indianapolis Colts, like you, you, you want him, and you don't want any other team to outbid you or anything like that. You just want to go get your quarterback, right? Like, but there's not a lineup of teams knocking on the Eagles' door. Like we're talking about a quarterback that has played worse than Mitchell Trubisky played last year. Yes, I know, but like, take, but look, look at his body of work. Like take. If you take a, he has enough big enough sample size where you can look at it and be like, this guy is a top 12 quarterback. We just need to get we have the right piece around it. Let's do it. Like it's not as complicated as you think it is. It's not like he's he's Mitchell Trubisky, like you just said, who's had three, four motor, mediocre years with with like a couple games mixed in where he's been good. And you're kind of like trying to pinpoint those games that he was good for and get those out of him. Carson Wentz was really good for three years and he was MVP level for one of those years. And then the other two years, he was like the end of last year, he was playing at an MVP high level with, with practice squad guys. But like, he hasn't been like that, of course. And this year he was really bad, like awful, like worst quarterback in the league, awful bad. So it's, there's no president. Like there's no way I was trying to think of like an example to like pinpoint it to. This has never happened before, so I just I don't see the Eagles like holding on to them, and they just want to kind of get out of this. Okay. Get out just, of this situation, one right? more, one more thing I want you to consider for this is I want you to put your GM shoes on, and you're a team that's interested in Carson Wentz. <clears throat> you got to walk into your owner's office, look at him, and say, mm-hmm. "I want to trade something." to get Carson Wentz and I need you to write an $104 million check <laughs> immediately during a pandemic. Yeah. No, you're, you're, like you're, all, like you're right. I, but I think it will, like w- w- you can convince all it takes is one team, right? Like it's all it takes. Like you remember, I, I said this to you yesterday, the Eagles flipped Sam Bradford for a first and a fourth round pick. But yes, there was different scenario, and yes, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, and the Vikings still thought they had a chance to make the playoffs. So that's where they did it. But stuff happens like that, right? Like it's not, it's not out of the, it's not crazy yeah, to think. It will, be, it will be interesting to monitor. But don't you agree that the better that Jalen Hurts plays these next couple of weeks, it hurts Carson Wentz's trade value? Of course it does, and I agree with that. I think if you can get a third round pick. And maybe like a, a player or something like that. I think that's what the the minimum Eagles will take. And I think that's not a bad trade if you're if you think Carson Wentz is a top ten quarterback. That's the way you have to look at it. If you think he can be that, then you have to move him. And like then like <laughs> this whole thing is just nuts. And I think and I think last yesterday just kind of shifted it to the inevitable of this this rich divorce that's coming. Like I think it's just it's gonna happen. Like I just yeah. I have a very hard time seeing Carson Wentz succeeding in Philadelphia now. Anyways, yeah, that's, um, a good chance it's the story of the offseason. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be. All right, why don't we jump into um what are we starting with? Would you rather? Why don't we start sure. with that? Would you rather? Kick us off. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather keep the MVP award the way it is right now, or would you rather separate it into MVP of quarterbacks and MVP of everybody else? So I would rather have like an an award where you can reward 
someone that's not a quarterback. Like, I would rather that. I just I don't see it happening. And it's I just feel like they need to give other players a bigger chance. Like, and that's the problem because it's most valuable player, and the most valuable player on every roster is a quarterback in the NFL, right? Like, there's no if ands or buts. If your quarterback's good, he's going to be the most valuable player on your team. I just I feel like I wish there was more emphasis on non-quarterbacks. And I, and I think, and I would rather see them get an award like that. I just, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I would love to see a, it like an MVP QB award and then something else because Derrick Henry's going to have 2,000 yards this year and not even get a sniff. Like, that, yeah, I know. That's outrageous. And, yeah. But you're completely right. The MVP of every team is going to be their quarterback. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, when the award is called the MVP, it's going to go to a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So it's a tough one, but we'll see. Um, all right. Would you rather see Trevor Lawrence in New York or Jacksonville? Like, I don't think you can. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can say Jacksonville. Like, who the hell wants to see him go there? I would way rather just for the excitement level of the NFL see him go to New York. Um, I will say this. Um, I don't think it's crazy to think that he might be better, might be more successful in Jacksonville. Like, if you take a look at like the Jacksonville and the Jets teams and like their coaching up, like openings that are going to be both there. Um, we're assuming the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to fire Doug Rone. Um, and then I think they have a GM, then the GM job is open right now. So, both, both those teams have openings at coach GM. The Jets don't have a GM, but the Jags have both Jets have an opening at coach. So, you're going to want to go there, like these places, wherever Trevor Lawrence goes. And I, I was taking a look at Jacksonville. Like, Jacksonville has multiple picks in the first, second, fourth, fifth, and seventh round this year. Take that in. They got second most cap space in the NFL going to 2021, only behind the New York Jets. And they got some nice pieces. They got CJ Henderson. You got LaVisca Chenault on offense. You got Josh Allen on defense. And then potentially Trevor Lawrence. It's like, I, I think he could succeed wherever he goes. But just like in the overall, like, what's the excitement level going to bring to the NFL? I think Trevor Lawrence in New York is the only right answer. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Jets have some good draft capital too, right? Because they got two firsts for Adams. So Yeah, they do. They have two first-round picks this year. Right. So, yeah, the only answer is New York, though. Nobody wants to see him go to Jacksonville, but it's shaping up to be that way, unfortunately. So, How crazy – like, yeah, let's talk about this for a sec. How nuts is, is it that like one win, one upset win over the LA Rams can basically alter your franchise for the next 10 years? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know a couple of Jets fans, and they were yeah. actually devastated. Like, yeah, I think that's so part of the disaster. Just accepted it, but yeah. all, they still had a smile because they knew, hey, we're getting Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, to take that away from them is just the biggest kick in the crotch. Yeah, like, and it, the, the other big thing too is look at look at Justin Fields this weekend. Like, he didn't play very well. Um, like it's not like the second quarterback you're getting behind. Like there's a very big gap between Lawrence and Fields, for instance. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like the Ryan. It's not like I know this. I know this might not be the best example, but let's look at the Ryan Leaf Peyton Manning draft. Everyone thought Ryan Leaf was a very good second option, right? Like oh don't don't worry, like we're getting Leaf, and of course we we know how that turned out. But just put that in a vacuum, like. It wasn't. There's no like like Justin Fields is gonna be great. Like we, who knows? Like some team yeah, might have. No, there's no RG three after Andrew. Locke. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, taking a look at how this is gonna play out. The Jaguars play the Bears and Colts to finish off. The Jets play the Browns and Patriots. 
So basically the Jags are going to have to pull off an upset against the Bears or the Colts. Um, the Jets lose out for them to get in. I don't see that happening. Like the Jags have lost 13 games in a row now. Like that's what people have to remember. They they their one win that they had was in week one. Like they're bad football team, and you can make the argument that they deserve the, the pick more than the Jets just from the, their roster standpoint too. Like they're both just very bad teams. So, right. Unfortunately, yeah. we will be visiting the Jets one last time today. But yeah. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Would you rather? The Super Bowl will be played in a designated stadium each year, like how it is now. It's predetermined. It will be played in this city. Or would you rather see the team with the best record that makes it to the Super Bowl get to host the game? I'm fine with the way it is. I think I was trying to, like, I did a little bit of research to figure, hey, should maybe they, should they, should they allow the best team with the best record to get in? I just, I, I don't think, I don't think that's right. I, I like the way it is. Um, and it's hard, and you have to kind of look at it from the like the marketing standpoint. Like you don't know where it's going to be yet. You got to sell tickets before first, right? You got to get all these all these things predetermined, like halftime show and all that stuff, right? So it's better to know where it's going to be. But um, I get where you're, I I think like I think this one buy, like getting first place now in each conference with only having one team get a buy makes getting becoming first place just that much more important. And I don't think giving them the to getting the chance to host Super Bowl makes it fair to the other teams. So, yeah, and it would just be so so unfortunate if like it was at a. As much as I love watching snow football, like I don't want to see a Super Bowl in Chicago with two feet of snow. So, I'm with you. I'll take the um, the way it is now. Um, all right. Would you rather for this season, this year's playoff run? Would you rather Phil Rivers? Big Ben, Tom Brady, or Drew Brees, the four old guys. Which one are you taking? Am I nuts for saying Philip Rivers? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> he's looked the – you know. can make the argument he's looked the best out of all four of them, like, recently. Like, I don't know. I Big Ben out of the question. I, I Drew Brees, oh, let's, let's talk about this. Drew Brees kind of looked shy yesterday, no? He had played a really rough game. A couple of throws he made were, like, yeah. really ugly. Well, he, like, looked, he looked rusty at the start, but he kind of yeah. settled in a little bit as the game went on, I thought. Yeah. I th- the Brady thing, he's playing well and like his arm strength still looks good. It's just he's he kind of choking like when he gets pressured now. Like he's very shaky when there's when there's people in his face. I and mean, he's always he's always sort of been like that, but it's a lot worse this year, in my opinion. Um I don't know. I, I think I think Tom Brady's probably the the best and has the most left to give out of all four of them. But the way you're playing right now, like Philip Rivers is playing great. So I, I don't think there's too much drop-off between Rivers, Brady, and Breeze, though, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go Tom just because yeah. uh, he's got six. I don't know if you if you <laughs> forgot about that, but he's got six. The Bucs are scaring me. They keep they look like that team that's just always saying to each other, oh, we, we can flip a switch, but the playoffs, it's not that easy to just flip a switch. You're not going to be playing Atlanta – in the playoffs. So at halftime, you can't just flip that switch. So I'm, I'm worried about the bucks, but I don't know. As soon as it, as soon as it becomes December, January, Tom just always seems to put it into another gear and it wouldn't surprise me if he does again. Yeah. And the bucks, like they kind of, know, you know what you're getting when you play them. Like, you know, you're just, they're just going to throw these deep passes at you. Like, you know what you're getting, like they, they don't really kind of hide a lot of their stuff. If that makes sense. Like that's what kind of worries me too, is like their offense is like, so Big, big, big gain or nothing. Like when and they need to protect Brady. Like so, there's so many more like factors to that offense than the other teams. So, 
but yeah, you, Brady's got six rings, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. Last one here. Would you rather Derrick Henry or any other running back in the NFL? How long am I getting? Is it for this year? Um, it will say this year and next year. Okay. See, like, I think I would like McCaffrey hasn't played, so it's tough. You could pick him. He hasn't been on the field. Um, and, and Henry has clearly been the best running back. So if I'm getting this year, next year, I think I'm taking Derrick Henry. I don't think you can make the argument to any other one else. Like he is lighting it up right now. He's single handedly like carrying the Titans these last few weeks. So I, I think it's Henry. Yeah, something about Henry. He just he seems to get better as the year goes on. It's like yeah. guys, guys don't want to tackle him even less, right? So I think the answer is Henry. Yeah, he is just such a beast. I love the way he's playing. The other, the guy that I actually considered second was I think it's Dalvin Cook right now. Um, yeah, he's got that ability of speed and power. Um, I think I would say Chubb if he was in a feature back position but hunt's always taken away from him so i don't really think we know chubb's true ability as a bell cow um but he's perfect the way he is right now so that's why i'm gonna go henry he's just such a he's we've seen it two years in a row now where just at the end of the year he says to the titans like get on my back and i'll carry you so yeah he's like a closer right like towards the end of yeah the year, like everybody's getting tired and he still can he can still kick it right so yeah, he's yeah. really like Mariano Rivera. Yeah. All righty. Moving on to buy or sell here. Yeah. Um, buy or sell. Dwayne Haskins is out of the NFL as soon as after this season. Oh, um, well, it's not good news. Like he, he was caught at a strip club on Sunday night after the game. Looks like um, I don't. It doesn't look like a lot's going to come from that. Um, but he's not good. Like I, I've. I've like my my dad's obviously a Washington football fan, and like I, I've seen every single play, like I've seen all the games he started. Like I've watched them, and even like even that Seahawks game, that Seahawks game was very winnable. Like they the Seattle didn't play very well. If Washington just had like some level of competency at quarterback, they would have won that football game. The defense kept them in it. Dwayne Haskins made these two boneheaded interceptions. One was in the red zone, I believe, too. Um, so I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be out of the NFL. I think he'll probably find a backup job somewhere like a team. Because, look, he was a first-round pick, and he did throw 50 touchdown passes in college. It's like he's got somewhat of a resume behind him. So you can maybe see a team like Seattle, for instance, who's got like a Russell Wilson ahead of them, um, that just bring him in as a developmental guy and see if they can flip him into some sort of like back-of-the-end starting quarterback. Um, But uh, I, I don't think he's very talented. I don't think he has a future as a starter in this league. But I don't think he'll be out of the out of the NFL, so I'm going to sell that. Uh, so rare episode where we've agreed a lot, but this time yeah. I'm actually disagreeing with you. I think he's done, man. I think what's the reason I say that is because he's not a starter. So I agree with you. He would have to be a backup, but he does. He hasn't shown the ability to learn. He doesn't look from everything I've heard is he's not the type of guy who gets there early and is watching film, yeah. and studying the playbook. So oh, the strip clubs on Sunday nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when when a coach is thinking about bringing Haskins in, he's going to pick up the phone and call Rivera and say, "Hey, Ron, give me the lowdown on Haskins. What am I getting if we bring him in?" And I I don't think he's getting a positive um, endorsement from Rivera. Yeah. I think Rivera, what he his opinion it holds weight. So 
I, I think this I think he's blown his chance to be honest. He kind of he reminds me of a less talented Jamarcus Russell, and we know yeah, what happened to Jamarcus yeah. Russell. And that's, that's, that's a great comparison. Yeah, the quarterback has to be willing to learn. You can't get by with just talent at the quarterback position, and he's finding this out the hard way, just like Jamarcus did. Yeah, you make a good point with the Rivera thing because Rivera and him don't get along. Clearly, they they never saw eye to eye from the start. Like when we're like, I think the coaching staff and the team around him like didn't even want him at the quarterback. It was it was um it was Dan Snyder's doing. Like Dan Snyder forced them to draft him in the first round. Like you know what I mean? He wasn't wanted by everyone else except for except for Snyder. And Dan Snyder is getting less and less and less say throughout the throughout the league. So. But he's stuck there for one more year, right? Like, he's under contract. So, basically, they would have to cut him um, or trade him. If he's traded, he'll be with another team. So, you're basically saying, are we cutting our first-round pick from two years ago? Would, would, would Dan Snyder be willing to do that? I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't even – I I think that Ron, Ron Rivera wants him so far away from this team. Like, yeah. I, I think that they will, like, pull the plug. It's not like he has a crazy cap hit that they lose or anything. Like, it's just – they just have to bring in another backup. And, I mean, it's not like he's an incredible backup that finding uh, someone equal or even better than him will be tough. Yeah, and and Ron Rivera was had zero hesitation to name Alex Smith as starter for next week. Like, yeah. he, was, he was like, oh, no, 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 no way. Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith's our starter. Like, they're, like it wasn't even like – and, like, Haskins still played okay. Like, he was 38 of 55 for 295 yards. You know, it's pure interceptions. Like, it wasn't like it was a terrible game. But, like, it was just surprising to me to see, like, Ron Rivera was like, hell no. Like, he, I don't care how freaking good he played. Like, it's, it's Alex Smith going forward. So, yeah, you could be honest with me. Maybe they pulled a plug. Who knows? It's part. It's tough to predict. Yeah. All righty. Buy or sell. If the Jets do not end up with the first-round pick, so they'll probably have the second pick, they will not draft a quarterback, and they will roll with Sam Darnold. Oh, it depends who the next coach is. I think that's going to be a big factor, right? Like who's who are they bringing in? Do they like? Do they love Fields? Do they like Zach Wilson? Um, do they like Trey Lance? Uh, it, it's it's tough to go back to Darnold. Like he's also fallen quite. He's also fallen off quite a bit too. He does not look like the same guy. He had a lot of promise coming out of USC, and I was actually a big Darnold guy. He's big. He's stocky. He's got mobility. He's kind of everything you want in a quarterback. He's only 23 years old, which is crazy to think about, too. Um, I just It's tough to say because you don't know the coach. It's going to be basically if the guy they bring in it falls in love with a, with a, a Fields. Um, I don't think it's crazy to think that they take Penny Sewell, maybe, and, and pair him with Makai Becton. you got two tackles. But yeah. uh, but you, you'd be better suited to take Sewell on the left side. Um, and like, is there another talent there that they could go? Like Penny Sewell's probably the only guy worth the second pick, right? You're probably maybe looking to trade down if you're going with if you're going to do that. So I I have a hard time seeing that they don't take a quarterback. I just I, I think it's tough to convince. It's tough for coach to come and be like, hey, we're going to fix Sam Darnold. I think the Jets want to completely just wipe the slate on offense. So I, I, I I'm going to sell it. All right, I I again we're disagreeing here. I yeah. I think a GM. Looking at building your offensive line around Panay Sewell and Makai Becton is so mouthwatering. That would be yeah. so hard to turn down. And I don't think it's fair to evaluate Sam Darnold under Adam Gase. 
there's a list of players that as soon as they've gotten away from Adam Gase, their career has been revitalized. Great point. And Ryan Tannehill is the prime yeah. example. Yeah. So I, I'm not ready to throw uh, Darnold out yet. In fact, if he is available, I hope the Bears are knocking on that door because I'd be willing to bring him in. Very yeah, so he's 23 years old. Like he's still a yeah. bear. He's still a kid, and he's like he's got everything you want a quarterback: size, arm strength, mobility. Um, it's just how much has Gase devastated his brain. And you make a good point there. Like, look at Robbie Anderson right now. Like, he's like top ten of receiving yards in the NFL. Gets out of New York, lights it up. Yeah, Ryan Devontae Hanley. Parker. Like, yeah, Devontae Parker. Exactly. There's a list of players that, as soon as they've left left Adam Gase, their career has just skyrocketed. But I didn't even like kind of put this in my mind, like that they could like move out or stick with Darnold. So it's a it's a good question. Definitely something to monitor. All right, next. Alrighty, buy or sell. Marcus Mariota is the Vegas starting quarterback to begin next year. So I'm going to buy this because of the contract. Like he's got a very, very yeah. he's got like a, he's got like that starter contract as a backup. So it's like, what do you if he's not gonna be your starter? I think you have to move him because teams are gonna become a knocking. Like you're gonna have teams like Chicago, New England, maybe a Carolina. Team some someone like that that's gonna be like, hey, look at how good Mariota played on that on that night game um, on primetime, right? Like he looked pretty good. Maybe what else has he got? This contract is doable. We can trade him. So I have a hard time believing he's gonna come back as the backup. So he's either gonna be traded or he's starting. Um, and then it's basically if if John Gruden likes Derek Carr. I don't think John Gruden liked Derek Carr from the second he stepped into that 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 coaching job. I think he's always had his eye on someone else. He's always wanted to get off of Carr. Like Carr is he is what he is. Like he's your the twelfth best quarterback in the NFL, eleventh. Like is that his ceiling? Like Gruden's not a guy that's going to sit on that. So I think I think he's either starting or traded. I'd probably go the starter route. I think Derek Carr might be traded. So um, I, uh, I'm i going to buy it. Yeah. Derek Carr actually, he quietly has a very tradable contract. He's on the books for two more years with a cap hit of 19.5. So he's, he's kind of like the slightly cheaper and slightly younger Matt Stafford, but probably doesn't have as high of a ceiling as Matt Stafford. But if the Raiders want to cut him, it's a 2.5 million dead cap hit. So if they decide that's, to move on from him, that's nothing. Yeah. Uh, but I am still going to sell that with all that being said because people people need to relax on the Marcus Mariota hype. He getting thrown into that game quickly against an Anthony Lynn coach team. Anthony Lynn did not have the Chargers ready. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. It's a completely different game plan, and there's no chance in hell – Anthony Lynn was quick on his toes to change the game plan and be ready for Marcus Mariota. So I think people need to relax. Mariota always has about 16 to 20 good quarters of football in him, and then he gets hurt. So I wouldn't roll with Mariota personally. That's just me. So what what do they do then? Like, do you run it back with Carr? Like, do you draft a guy? Because like, I guarantee you I, I will make this bet right now that there's zero chance that they're going to run it back with Derek Carr, quarterback, and John Gruden, head coach. John Gruden's not going anywhere, so it's Carr. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah. they're, like cause they're, yeah. they're now 4-11, I believe, after Thanksgiving in the last in the last three years under Gruden. Like, they're, they're falling apart late in the year, and I know a lot of it doesn't have to do with Carr. Like, Carr has actually had a quietly a good year. Like, he's quietly, like, again, that's in that 7-13 to 13 best quarterback range this year. So – 
I just I think they're but, definitely a team to watch in the quarterback carousel. Yeah. Oh, I think they are for sure because I agree. Yeah. I just don't think Carr has a very high ceiling at all. He has a yeah. he has a high floor, but the ceiling isn't high enough for a guy like Gruden. I think he he wants a he wants a guy who can make more difficult throws than Carr can. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Last or next one here. Buy yourself. Kansas City Chiefs will match the New England Patriots record of eleven straight years. So what are they on right now? Um, I think three or so. Three. It's hard to believe that a a, a Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid led team is going to miss the playoffs. So I'm actually going to buy this. Yeah, I just thought I, I when I was thinking about this, I'm actually selling it because I didn't. Th- what I realized to make the playoffs for 11 straight years, a big factor in that was how bad the AFC East was. And I don't think that the AFC West is as bad as the AFC East was like just Justin Herbert alone is the best quarterback that, that the Patriots would have ever had to go up against for those 11 years. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, those, the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins were so bad for so long that I think the Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders have higher upside. And then you just also have the chance of injury, right? Yeah. That's, That's always scary. And I, I believe the last time that the Patriots didn't make the playoffs was the year Tom Brady was hurt. So if he didn't get hurt, this streak would have actually been, I believe, 20 years. So... Just eleven years in football is so difficult. So that's so they're, they're five. They're they're going on to their sixth year in a row, right? Oh, now. Already. So okay. you remember the Alex Smith? They, they made the playoff back to back years with him. So right. um, so this would be six. So basically, you're asking for another five. Yeah, you could probably like again. You make a good point with the Brady the year that they didn't. Um, the year they didn't make the playoffs was the Matt Castle year, right? So are you? Is Mahomes due for a season-ending injury? It's tough for a quarterback to not have one of those in his career. Every good quarterback, every Hall of Fame guy has missed some time. So um, that's basically what you're saying. But I, I just, if, as long as Mahomes is healthy and Andy Reid is healthy, I don't see it happening. All right, last one: buy or sell. Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2021. Oh, geez. You said you were saving one for me. <laughs> no, you're putting me on the spot. I am. Listen. Mitch, Jimmy, what, what, are you, what have you seen the past couple of weeks? What are you? What's going on? I don't even think that this is a hot take. The last three weeks of football has been the best quarterback play I've seen in Chicago in the last five years. Like – <laughs> that's how low the bar is. But yeah. Mitch has been playing outstanding. And I've always been a Mitch guy. So I want to see him. I, I just am, I'm always going to root for the guy. I just don't think a team will give him a starting job. So I would sell it. But wherever he goes, I'll, I'll be in his corner and I'll be rooting for him. Yeah. Um, look, these, if he well, can actually, get. Wait, now that I think of it, like. It is so clear that Matt Nagy made the wrong decision to put Nick Foles in for exactly what you and I both agreed with. Foles is a statue. This op- The reason that this offense is having more success is that Trubisky's keeping plays alive with his legs and picking up the occasional third down with his legs. Foles had zero chance of doing that. So I I can think of one team right now where Trubisky's an upgrade, and that or that would be Chicago. Like, yeah. 
if he's not here, it's Nick Foles. And Trubisky clearly this year has proven that he runs this offense better than Nick Foles. Yeah, look, it's not crazy to think that Chicago could be back with him. Like, after this game, I didn't think so, but I kind of dove into more of their quarterback scenario. Like, they're not going to be able to draft one, so they got to trade for one or sign one. The free agent market's very blank for quarterbacks this year. You can have Jameis Winston. That's basically it in the Cam Newton. I don't think those are lighting up the owners, the Chicago Bears owners' eyes. So, like, maybe Trubisky's back. Like he's got his fifth-year option, right? Like, I don't know if you're bringing him back oh, on that. Maybe let him go. He's a, he's oh, a free he, yeah, he's a free agent. Okay, yeah. So they did. They didn't pick it up. So maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's not crazy to think they they go back for one more year. But like the Chicago Bears have scored the most points in the NFL in the last two weeks. Like, yeah. it's, it's put that in perspective. So, but um, also, there's got it takes two to tango, right? Like Mitchell yeah. Trubisky's been treated like garbage here. Like, why point. would he want to come back? Right? Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Like he he lost. Like he was three and one when he lost his job. No, he was. Yeah. Wasn't either. Was, he was two and zero in the middle of game three. He lost his job. He got benched without even losing a game. Yeah, and has come back, and he's played so much better than Nick Foles. It's not even comparable. The offense was just so stale with Foles that, and I, I don't, I don't think that it's a. It's a coincidence that the offensive line plays better behind Mitch because yeah. I just feel like they have more confidence with him that that he can escape the pocket and help them out. I, just, I think it works better for the whole team. No, I agree. And it's crazy to think that the Eagles and Bears seasons in the last two weeks, so week 16 and 17, are probably going to d- dictate who the starting quarterback is. Like it's it's yeah. all come down to these last two. I mean, weeks. The, the Bears have had a question mark at qu- quarterback basically since Jay Cutler left. Like yeah. it's not going to change no matter what. Yeah, always what be a question mark. Yeah. Well, we'll see what see what Kintrisky do. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and we will talk to you later this week.